welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithless Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. So we've had quite a bit of time in Esther here. Um, Queen Vashti was deposed, then they chose, took all the um, young women Mm -hmm. from all over Persia, and there were 400 women chosen, right? Mm -hmm. And Esther was one of those. Mm Esther is a Jewish woman. Um, Her cousin Mordecai was helpful. He raised her, Mm -hmm. and he's been very helpful in this process. And Queen Esther, she became Queen Esther because Mm -hmm. she was chosen um, above everyone else. Mm -hmm. The king found favor in her. She must not have taken a big old tambourine in there, eh? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, I know. (laughs) Well, Terry, do you want to read our um, passage for today? Yep, Esther 3, 1 through 11 out of the NIV. After these events, King Xerxes honored Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, elevating him and giving him a seat of honor higher than all the other nobles. All the royal officials at the king's gate knelt down and paid honor to Haman, for the king had commanded this concerning him. But Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor. Then the royal officials at the king's gate asked Mordecai, Why do you disobey the king's command? Day after day they spoke to him, but he refused to comply. Therefore, they told Haman about it to see whether Mordecai's behavior would be tolerated, for he had told them that he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor, he was enraged. Yet having learned who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing only Mordecai. Instead, Haman looked for a way to destroy all Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. In the twelfth year of King Xerxes, in the first month, the month of Nisan, the Pur, that is, the lot, was cast in the presence of Haman to select a day and month, and the lot fell on the twelfth month, the month of Adar. Then Haman said to King Xerxes, There is a certain people dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom who keep themselves separate. Their customs are different from those of all other people, and they do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them, and I will give 10,000 talents of silver to the king's administrators for the royal treasury. So the king took his signet ring from his finger and gave it to Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. Keep the money, said the king to Haman, and do with the people as you please." Boy, there's a lot in here. Boy, I'll say. There's a lot of wrong in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, A lot of wrong. Um, before we get into the heavy, if you had a ring, if you had a signet ring, mm-hmm. so... Let's talk about what a signet ring is. Yes. It, it's a symbol. It's almost used as a signature. But there were a lot of people who didn't read and write during mm-hmm. that time. So a signet ring would be used, um, it would stay on your finger, and it would be used as your signature. Basically. So if you had the king's signet ring, that's huge mm-hmm. power. Huge power. Right. So it was flat and had mm-hmm. a relief in it. Right. And then when you made a declaration, when you signed the end of your letter or whatever, you would drip wax. Right. Mm-hmm. Someone would drip wax and then your ring would go into that and make the impression. Mm-hmm. And they were unique. 
Yes. Yeah. I wonder if they took the ring off to make that impression. I don't know, but it'd be like, I'd want to use it as a stamp yeah, right? <laughs> and do it that yeah. way as opposed to like, oh, oh, wax in my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Think of how smooth your fingers would be, though. Well, maybe, yeah. From all the yeah. wax. Or all the burning. I don't know. Like a paraffin <laughs> hand wax. Right. Paraffin so hand wax. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure that's what they were worried about. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But remember, we've talked at different times where there's sealed letters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is often a way that letters would be sealed. And you know, this is the person who sent it. The king's symbols are very distinct. Um, everyone knew that signal, mm-hmm. um, and it's it gives Haman carte blanche to do what he wants. Right, no limits yeah. to funding or um, um, authority, mm-hmm. whatever. Do with them as you will. Right, whatever. Yeah. Well, and he says he handed the. It says he handed the ring to Haman. Like, okay, yeah, go and for whatever. it. Yeah, yeah. A part of this it, it bothered me because I was. It kept saying like the king was deceived. And then I was, I kept going over it and over it and over it. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Kill all the Jews. What was tricky about that? <laughs> I mean, like, well, right. I, 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 the part to me that kept bothering me was the king. This was yeah. clear. Kill yeah. all the Jews mm-hmm. in well, your in the Persian Empire. He didn't know that they were Jews. He didn't actually name them as Jews. That's oh, right. Oh, God. Because he it. said there's a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he may not have known how many or who. Or who. Right. He just says there's a certain group of people, and they don't believe the same things we do. They don't have the same customs. So, and and they don't like to obey your law. Yeah. He set them up pretty pretty good for a fall. Right. And now that I'm thinking about that, the king, this king had just, didn't they have... Rebellion in Egypt. That mm-hmm. was the five years. Right. And then they had just been dealing with stuff in Babylon. So I can see where that would have had him listen in a different way because mm-hmm. he had just put those down. Right. Yeah. And it's like there's a, they're a, just a little, they're a little problem. No need for you to tolerate that. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's, a certain yeah, group of no, people. No yeah. worries. Okay. I'm going to go back though. Before you kill a group of people, <laughs> wouldn't you want to know who they were? Who they were? I spend that little extra moment. Well, Haman has the king's ear. Yeah. He is very trusted. He's in the inner court. He gave him his signet ring. Right. He totally yeah. trusts his um, abilities and his um, his take on things. We don't know how that happened. You know, it's interesting that all of a sudden he's honored by the king and elevated and given this position of high honor above all the other nobles mm-hmm. and then given the signet ring. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, perhaps there was some kind of event that brought him to that position of trust and power. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like the king is willing to question him at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, okay, Haman, whatever you say, I trust you. Um, do what you think is right. So if you refer back to the Veggie Tales version of Esther, <laughs> yes, it's because of the fact that Haman... Um, made good sandwiches. Made, no. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I was like, yes, no. no. It, it's because of the fact that Haman was willing to speak openly to the king about the plot that Esther had revealed. Oh. Okay. I don't know. Haman spoke openly of the plot? Well, right to be- the king. Yeah, right before... Haman gets this position mm-hmm. is when Mordecai mm-hmm. discovers the plot and he tells Esther mm-hmm. and then she tells the king. The king. Where does but she gave credit to Mordecai. Yeah. She did. Yep. 
But somewhere, so somewhere between that and one more verse. I just said that's the VeggieTales version. I don't know. Like, where is Haman coming in in that? I don't know. Let's okay. go back to the good well, sandwiches. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like those sandwiches. Don't we? But I do wonder if it has something to do... Something to do with some event with has happened. Yeah. yeah. Because the king is like, I've been saved, mm-hmm. and now Haman has this... Well, and like I you said, they like know. Haman's been his right hand man probably for a while. They've been at war. They've yeah. been yeah. yeah. There have been I mean, things going on that may have yeah. helped position him. And let's look at the character of Haman. What was he like? Oh, he was oh. sure pushing himself <laughs> forward at every opportunity. He's yeah. a shyster. He is a shyster. Yes. Don't trust him one bit. No. So well, he would have had even if I could see him positioning himself um, to where like. If anything was positive, oh yeah, I was part of that. Anything mm-hmm. negative, mm-hmm. I knew about. I was telling you, remember? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There, there's people like that. There's something like that. We were talking. What is? Go ahead and say the word. Schadenfreude. No. <laughs> Schadenfreude. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me see it. Anyway, it's a it. German <laughs> word. It's a German word. And it's spelled C H A, nope, S C H A D E N F R E U D E. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah. And it is um, pleasure derived from someone from another person's misfortune. Right. Oh. So you were talking about a study that you'd heard. Yeah. So I just heard a study um, and Wikipedia. You know, mm-hmm. the terribly authentic and yeah. trustworthy mm-hmm. truth about the truth. Yes. yes. Um, but <laughs> or the Bible, one of, the, one of them. <laughs> the Almighty Wikipedia says that it is the experience of pleasure, joy, or self satisfaction that comes from learning of or witnessing the troubles, failures, or humiliation of another. Mm-hmm. So that's so sad. Isn't that awful? It is. But there was a study done, and um, this group of people were found through. Um, a survey that went out and they said, you know, when would you be likely to um, like yell at or boo or throw things at an opposing sports team? Okay, it would depend. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you know, something along those lines and then like do you, um, it just progressed from there and then okay. if you said, you know, yes or no, then you were sent to different study groups or whatever. Uh-huh. And this study came to fruition that they found that there are people who are chemically more inclined to experience this schadenfreude Mm -hmm. and um, that it's a form of aggression. So the more aggressive that you are, and it's a certain type of aggression, and there's a chemical in your brain Mm -hmm. that releases, Mm -hmm. and it pushes this feeling out. So there are people who are literally physically and chemically more inclined to feel like this. It's interesting when you said sports teams. It's like, yeah, we see it a lot. Right. In sports. Yeah. Like, logically, it's like, why does it matter if they win? Mm-hmm. But people are way into it. And oh, so and even with their chemical. children. You right. Yeah. something yeah. about yeah. adrenaline yeah. along with that. Yeah, the the levels of adrenaline. That's one of the chemicals that are released. Is the levels of these of adrenaline um, the higher of this certain adrenaline component or whatever it is? I obviously am very scientific. Um, <laughs> is what it is that pushes this 
this feeling so and aggression. Adrenaline junkies, people who yeah. Um, yeah. just keep pushing for that adrenaline high, and right. then you have to go further and further and further That's right. to get the adrenaline rush. Um, so, and they're hooked on that rush. So. Yeah. And then you would like try to check the different levels. Like if you were going to throw something at an opposing sports team, would it be the foam finger? Right. The lawn chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Or your cooler. Yeah. Right. 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 You know, and, and they looked at people like, would you fight someone? Would you, you know, all of these different things. And then this... It was just very interesting. It is. Sounds, yeah. sounds so, very So that level of physical aggression may not have helped Heyman here. Right. right. But mentally, if his brain is thinking that way, I've got to get above him, got to give up her, got to mm-hmm. give up this, mm-hmm. got to give up, you know. Right. Um, that that was playing into this, mm-hmm. probably. It could have been. Sure. Know, certainly had that adrenaline. Because you have to be aware of what's going on in court. And we know people similar to this. They're, they've got their finger and everything, mm-hmm. so they can control it. Right. Right. The whole point is to get that control. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's power in that, and then they're okay. Right, because that's when, that's when you're indispensable, quote yeah. unquote. Is right. That's, you know, if I know this about this person and this right. about this person, and then if I withhold this information so that I'm the one who has it, then right. they can't get rid of me. Mm-hmm. And that makes you worthy, very valuable. Very valuable, right. yeah. I love how we have yeah. psychoanalyzed Haman. <laughs> like, this is so fun. <laughs> Not that I've ever done that in the Bible, but yeah, I have a lot. Yeah. What is interesting that what sets him off is when he finds out that Mordecai won't bow down mm-hmm. and pay homage to him. Mm-hmm. Right. And when that happens, he is enraged. That's mm-hmm. the word, I think, that's in the scripture. Yeah, enraged. Enraged. So not just aggravated or irritated or mad at him. He's enraged to the point that he doesn't want to just get rid of Mordecai. He wants to get rid of all of Mordecai's people, the Jews. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole nother level of destruction. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. It's like, okay, so he's walking down Main Street, and it's a crowded street, and you know, 500 people bow down you know, to him, but there's just one that doesn't. So instead of um, thinking about the 500 that did and saying, oh, they love me, they really love me, <laughs> <laughs> all he can think about is that one. Is that one. Yeah. You know, it's just a crazy way to think. Do you think it had anything to do with the fact that um, Mordecai was obviously respected and um, people looked up to him? He had a position where he was able right. to be at the city gate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe it was thinking through the insurgency that had happened and these rebellions that were going on. I would think maybe that that would feed into that a little bit. Possibly. Um, yeah. The fact that. There are all these people who, I mean, look what they did to Vashti. She wouldn't come, and therefore nobody, mm-hmm. no woman in the entire kingdom would ever <laughs> respect her husband. Right. right. Come on. Yeah. You know, there was obviously some 90 to nothing here. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. But you're right. Like, it's like the reverse Jesus. Yeah. Haman was the reverse Jesus. Yeah. Like Jesus sees one and is concerned mm. about the one, the one. but yeah. bringing them into love and mm-hmm. chasing after him, whereas Haman's like, I see the one. Yeah, I'm going to get him. down, but not to bring him right. into the fold. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but to kill all of his people. Mm. Yeah. Like that one represented everybody else that yeah. I'm going to kill now. Yeah. I don't know that I can imagine feeling that strongly about 
anything Mm -hmm. really. Like so enraged that I'm like, you know what? All of you talk about cancel culture. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah. Well, one thing that we learned, we kind of think that, um, you know, Haman was an Amalekite, a descendant of the Amalekites. And we know that they were enemies of the Jews. So when Haman found out that Mordecai was a Jew, because Mordecai revealed that to people, that was part of his reasoning, right, for not bowing down and worshiping, was because the Jews didn't do that. Um, there could also have been a little bit of a, um, uh, not right, I guess maybe it would be racism, yeah. of a feeling, oh, he's a Jew, and I'm an Amalekite or an Agatite or whatever the... So, yeah, to slow that down, just like Agatites, okay. and we think they are similar to Amalekites. To Amalekites, so that they're part of the same part and parcel. Right. Yeah. Um, so there could have been a little bit of that racial hatred, too. Yeah, yeah, you know, it might not have just been personal, but that's that was certainly the trigger, was the personal part. He won't bow down to me. But now, oh, you know, I know why he won't bow down to me, and my people are better than his people, and I'm just going to get rid of his people. Mm. Goes back to that generational mm-hmm. teaching of hatred. Yeah, yeah. So there mm-hmm. had to be a seed of bitterness and a big seed that was growing, and this this positioning too that whoever they are, they're below me, and so mm-hmm. therefore I have a right to do whatever I need to do to them. Yeah, that's yeah. Definitely, there's a lot of racial mm-hmm. um, injustice mm-hmm. in his thinking. There is a note in my study Bible um, that there is a, it says that the rabbis invented a story that Haman carried an idol, and that's why Mordecai would not bow down, because then he would be bowing down to the idol. But they said there's no historical text to support that, that it's more of a moral Okay. Lesson of not bowing down to someone who is not God. Mm-hmm. Well, there's certainly other references in the Bible to situations like that. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. Um, they were thrown into a lion's li- den. den, fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. Oh, fiery they were furnace, thrown yeah. into the fiery furnace um, because they refused to, to bow, bow down. down. Um, so, yeah, there's. I think it must have been a, a a tough thing since the kings were gods in those days mm-hmm. in a lot of those cultures. Small G. Small G, <laughs> thank you. Tough for the Jews who had been told not to worship any other god mm-hmm. but but the one true God. Right, and, and part of worship, especially in this culture, mm-hmm. is to bow down. And this is not like you're going to bow to the queen if you're a man. In these times, you know, a king bows Mm-hmm. Or a, a man bows to the queen. It's just respect. It's not worship. Right. Yeah. This is yeah. when when they're talking here about bowing down. They're talking like being prostrate on the mm-hmm. ground. Like a worship kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I would imagine that there's probably a lot of conflict there. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. In, a, in reverence, that was probably fine. I'm sure that Esther bowed down before the king as well. I'm sure Mordecai, if he was in his presence, did too. But not in worship, mm-hmm. just in... Uh, respect mm-hmm. and submission. Mm-hmm. I'm, there's a food for thought on this from Ray Stedman in the homework. Mm-hmm. It says the story of, of Esther symbolizes principles that are at work in every human heart. In the New Testament, this Haman-like principle is called the flesh or the sinful nature. The flesh itself 
it lives to exalt itself and, and continually seek status and position in the eyes of other people. The flesh is never satisfied unless other people are bowing and scraping in front of it. The flesh appears to us as a trusted friend, just as Haman appeared to King Xerxes, pretending to be a trusted advisor with only the king's best interest at heart. In our own lives, we often treat this traitor of the flesh as if he were a friend. We promote him and advance him and give him a place of honor in our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. So we, when we look at Haman and how ridiculous and how wrong he was, what we also need to do is have that mirror and be mm-hmm. able to look back at look ourselves back at and say, you know, why aren't people treating me nice? Or, you know, when we're out shopping or how come they're doing this? Like this entitlement that kind of happens. <laughs> the Schoidenfreude. Yes, Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Sorry if you speak German and we're butchering this. Yeah, but it's fun. (laughs) Well, I think it's it is um, pretty common for people to indulge their flesh. Yeah, you know the desires that we have, um, they feel good Mm -hmm. when they're indulged, and. I think people get hooked on that, mm-hmm. feeling good. And without God, what um, what boundary would you have to know that indulging that a specific area might not be the best thing for you? Right, because society, we look at all the commercials and the marketing, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like, you deserve mm-hmm. this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've earned this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, Those really bug me. Yeah. It's like, deserve it. They deserve it. What yeah. Yeah. What you really deserve is a punch in the face and you're not getting it. So how about we be eating it a burger joint? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean like in general, you know. I think we just have to pay attention to how we're like Haman, Mm -hmm. I think, at times. We can it's easy to set him aside. It's Mm -hmm. easy to set him apart. But it's like, where do we act like this? Mm -hmm. So listening or reading through this and then listening to that study, it was all within like the last week or so. And I was very convicted because I don't care if I'm first place. I don't care if I'm the best. I just don't want to be the worst. Mm -hmm. So as long as there's someone less than me, (laughs) I'm okay. Like if I'm, you know, we did a half marathon at Disney and I was like, as long as I'm not the last one, it's fine. And I would be like, I had this target person and I was like, I have to be that person, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm taking these classes and I'm like, listen, as long as I'm not the worst, I'm fine. And it's like, no, as long as you finish and you're in my will, then you're fine. fine. Mm -hmm. It was just, even just those little things that I never even thought about. Yeah. You know, I mean, I laugh because I don't want to be beat by an 85-year-old woman doing a half marathon. <laughs> but, you but know. we're all a little competitive in, in, in all of us in different ways. Some people, it's your house or some people, it's your body. Um, you know, you've got to be the thinnest or you've got to be the fastest or you've got to have the nicest house or you've got to have the biggest house oh. or the nicest car. I mean, we all have different things mm-hmm. that are important to us. They're priorities. And we we tend to get competitive about like those priorities. It's a measure of our worth it, to it, ourselves. Right. Again, to yeah, we're back to that. Yeah. yeah. So I think as Christians, we have to guard a little bit against that. Um, yeah, and I think we need to know when we're in the presence of someone who's in that space right now. Like the king needed to be able to guard himself against that. He needed to be able to see the people around him better. I'm still going back to him. You don't say you can just kill people and it's okay. <laughs> I'm just, I don't even, you know, Yeah, that's not cool. It just doesn't fit, even mm-hmm. if it was five. Not good, Xerxes. Yeah. 
Well, you have to wonder how much did he really have his hand on the pulse of what was going on, right? Um, in every area of his kingdom, you know, certainly when you're a leader like that, you you delegate mm-hmm. um, a lot of things. Um, and I think he had just delegated some responsibilities to Haman, and he trusted him. Yeah. Okay, um, it'll go back to Haman. I'm with you. But, it, <laughs> but it's still no, not the, okay to put an edict no, like that out. No, the king definitely has responsibility to take responsibility for mm-hmm. what he decides. Yeah, I mean, if he was saying, okay, this district at school books, this one doesn't, or something. Like, okay, fine, people can delegate that, but when you're making a decision to, to kill people... But think about who these kings were. They yeah. were considered gods. They were considered infallible. Um, whatever they said went. You know, you made a law, and it was it stood forever. Nobody could contradict it or rescind it. Or and Haman is the second in charge. People had to go through him to get to, to the get king. To the king. Mm-hmm. So his sto- he could protect every story he had once mm-hmm. he was in that position. All right, yeah. all right. And don't you think that after? I mean, he obviously trusts him, and at some point he's just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Here's my ring. It's and fine. Maybe whatever. He's not thinking, you know, like a whole people group, like thousands right. and thousands, maybe he's thinking like a little coup, they like they just thwarted, so a yeah. few people. Um, Wouldn't a question have been a good thing to say, like how many? It might have been. <laughs> but, it says dispersed yeah. among the people. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah, sort of a few people. spread right. out there, deal. yeah. And he doesn't yeah. say we're going to kill the women and the kids too. Right. right. So the king's not aware of that, um, and maybe it didn't even occur to him. And do you think okay. they were drunk or sober? And that's that was another thinking. very good point. I was thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Just a thought. Well, because we had that discussion about the fact that they thought they needed to drink to make the better decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That when you made a sober decision, you had to be drunk to confirm <laughs> your decision. So. Lunacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I guess the point of all of this is we're all a little bit like Haman. Yeah. And we need to check ourselves and make mm-hmm. sure that we are surrounded by people who are willing to call us out mm-hmm. when our Haman tendencies show. Yeah. And and just like another little piece to add to that, the amount of money that Haman offered. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Massive. Massive. Yeah. Like that should have been a clue too. They right. Really if I'm only away. killing five people, why do I need to why spend do I need, all that money? So yeah. for context, it was they believe it was the equivalent of two thirds of the entire annual income of the Persian Empire. Which that's Crazy yeah. a lot of money, right? Yeah. Right. And so Haman probably didn't have that money on his own. Mm-hmm. He may have. I don't know. Probably not. But the plan was to plunder the Jews. Right. Yes. Yeah. See, that money to me should have been a clue to Xerxes too. I'm still going to fight like <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not defending Xerxes. No, I know <laughs> you're not. And, and it's just that I think it's so easy to see this story in terms of who Haman is. Mm-hmm his character, the flesh, and all of that, but not pay attention to, like, Xerxes. Like, I think it just shows, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit more, but um, how weak Xerxes is. I mean, obviously, he does not have a great deal of discernment. No great moral character. No, and has surrounded himself by these rats, Mm -hmm. by these people who were... Klein and you know, trying to look out only for themselves, and he doesn't, he's just not with it enough to even he doesn't see that. No, yeah. and I it, maybe he doesn't care, maybe he's 
you know, drunk enough all the time that it never occurs to him to ask the question. Um, but obviously this is not a terribly wise man. So this seems to me, just as you're talking, I was like, wow, this could be, and we don't really talk politics here, but how people will surround themselves with their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, it could be in politics. It could be in religion. Mm-hmm. It could be in other things. It's like, you need to be able to sit in here someone else's perspective that you may disagree with. Mm-hmm. That is crucial so you can get a whole picture of what's going on and so you can make decisions based on not just your perspective and your ideas. Because there are three sides to every story. Yeah. There's your side, their side, and the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everybody has a different perspective. Yeah. And we see it through our own lens and our own filter. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we do need to be open to listening through the filter. Mm-hmm. Either to change your mind, if, if it need be, or mm-hmm. to strengthen or that's what right. you do believe. That's right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's happened to me quite a bit as a, as a Christian. Really looking at other religions, what do they believe? Why do they believe that? Where did that come from? What are they thinking? How does this fit into my perspective of who Jesus is? And, and you're right. It, oftentimes it strengthened it. And then there's times where it's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> but I know that it's out there. Mm-hmm. I know the perspective. I don't have an opinion on that yet right now. I don't get it. But here's what I do know. At least I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. And and it's helpful to get a bigger, bigger picture. The way that we learn is to be challenged. Mm-hmm. That's true. If you, If everybody just always tells you exactly what you already think and know, you're never going to grow and change. Right. Yeah. And you will feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. because the world is the way you want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I like to talk to people who are atheists or people who don't believe in Jesus because it's so interesting to me to just, one, I I was there. So I was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. get that, you know. Um, It's just interesting to me the way people think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think Terry's right. Either it... When you when you talk with people who have a different op- opinion, either it makes you firmer in your right. own opinion, or it opens your mind to think, reconsider. You know, gee, yeah. have, what? Help, why did I form that opinion, and mm-hmm. is that really true? Mm-hmm. So. I, I grew up in a religion that didn't really study the Bible and the Word itself, <laughs> and so I became angry. And that's where I was like, fine, if it's not in the Bible. And I was very, I started reading the Bible. I go, I never heard that. That didn't make it. What? Like, I was Mm -hmm. so angry for a while because it was coming against what I'd been taught. So it was just really um, surprising to me, you know, what's Mm -hmm. actually in the Bible, what's actually there, you know. Cleanliness is next to godliness is not in the Bible. (laughs) Is not there. Don't tell the kids that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we we went big and heavy with this one. We this didn't really one. even we didn't really even make this one light. So right. anyway, that's all right. Maybe yeah. tomorrow will be a little more lighthearted. Oh goodness! But. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> please. Okay, remember when you see your shroud and fright and hurters, shroud and freude, freude hides. You know, I'm intentionally trying to mess you up. <laughs> it <laughs> works because I, I started. Yeah, Schadenfreude. Freude. Freude. Yeah. Schadenfreude. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You got it. Should I use my... Listen, I can use my Google Translate right here. 
Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. No. Don't believe it. <laughs> All right. Well, does somebody want to pray for us as we finish up today? Sure, I'll pray. Great. Father, thank you for your word. We do love your word. We love the fact that it is the truth. And so whenever we have a question, um, whenever we're not sure about an attitude or an opinion, we can go to your word and we can know the truth. And Father, I thank you for the fellowship that you give us um, with other Christians so that we can have wise counselors, not counselors like Haman, who we're going to lead the king astray, but people who really do care about us, who love us, and who are connected to you and listening to you, um, so that when we all come together, Father, we can trust one another and um, because we trust you. So, Father, thank you for this uh, word today. Thank you for the time that we've had here. Father, I pray for everyone listening that um, this will give them pause, that they'll really think about who they spend time with. Um, and if those people really have their best interest at heart or if they have another agenda. So, Father, I thank you and praise you in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. 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 And cut. <laughs> <laughs>